Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Catholic Spectrum. I am your host, Jason Thayer, and each week I talk about topics, topics related to autism, I mean Catholicism, and pop culture. And this week I close out Band Book Month by talking about Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. Before I begin, I want to tell you folks that I'm having trouble recording today. And I have been told that people cannot hear what is going on on the microphone. One person told me that there have been episodes where they have, have trouble hearing me. I'm trying different things. I'm trying recording the microphone different different distances. Hopefully things will work out. This episode has been having a lot of technical difficulties today. So let's hope this thing works out. Anyway, I am going to continue doing these posts about banned books. They may not, banned book month might not be a usual June thing because I didn't want it to conflict with Pride Month. I'd rather do posts about, I want to do a post about Pride Month where I do as many posts as possible. And the reason I started with, with Melissa was because I wanted to do something. So this won't always be in June. Anyway, let's start talking about To Kill a Mockingbird, the final book for this year's Band Book Month. First, let's talk about who Harper Lee was. Harper Lee was born in Monroeville, Alabama on April 28, 1936 and died on February 19, 2016. She had four siblings and was named after Dr. Harper who saved her sister Louise. Nell is her grandmother's name backwards. Her father was an editor, a businessman, and a lawyer, just like Atticus, the hero of To Kill a Mockingbird. She was friends with another writer named Truman Capote. She said about the book that she never experienced, expected any success for To Kill a Mockingbird. I was hoping for a quick and merciful death at the hands of reviewers. In some ways, the praise was just about as frightening as the quick merciful death. Now there is another book that she wrote. I mean that was published sometime close to her death, or either when she died. I need to look again. Um, and that's Ghost Set of Watchmen. It's not a sequel to this book. It is basically a draft. I will not be talking about Ghost Set of Watchmen, not just because I don't like it, but because I feel like the publishers published this book just to bank on her fame. And I just don't think it's right to talk about it, especially since the story is so different from To Kill a Mockingbird. So our main... So, um... The character of Dill is actually modeled after Truman Capote, and Capote... And Capote... I'm not sure how you pronounce that one. Um modeled her for a character that he wrote in a book called Other Voices, Other Rooms. Um, Truman Capote wrote in Cold Blood and Breakfast at Tiffany's, which was turned into a movie. To Kill a Mockingbird got the Pulitzer Prize and 
Harper Lee also received the Medal of Freedom. This was back when the Medal of Freedom actually meant something. It didn't mean kissing up to the president's butt and spreading lies and propaganda. Rush Limbaugh. Yes, I'm still upset about that. When the book was became a bestseller, the Freedom Writers were beaten. These are the writers who were riding around on buses and they got beaten for trying to sit in the quote-unquote wrong place. Here that the novel is a is immoral is, is an example of doublethink, someone once said. Harper Lee tried to, I think that was Harper Lee herself said that. Numerous books, Harper Lee did try to, to publish many other books, but she left the drafts unfinished. Uh, my guess is that she was worried that they wouldn't measure up to To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, when you have a book that is that big of a success, it can be pretty anxiety-inducing, I would guess. So, I can understand why she would not want to write another, why she would not want to write a book, but at the same time, she'd want to write another book. And maybe this is what led to Ghost at a Watchman being published. I don't know. But I can see why she'd have, why she wouldn't have, why she had trouble um, publishing another story. So let's go ahead and talk about the book itself. So now let's talk. Whoa. I almost turned myself off there. Let's talk about the book itself. Um, first of all, I wanted the, the movie is one of those movies that actually did do a good job of adapting its source material. Believe it or not, there are movies that actually do respect the book. In fact, this book, this movie respected the book so much that they did actually invite Harper Lee to the set. But the day that she showed up, she didn't stay for the whole shooting. She just, she eventually just left and said that they were doing a job. They got her blessing, even though she didn't stick around for the whole thing. And it makes me wonder, why don't other movies do this? There are so many movies out there that do not do a good job of adapting the story. And I just wish more people that adapt books, comic books, whatever, would actually try to do the, try to do the book or the, try to do the source material justice. You can do it, and it, and you will be appreciated. In fact, I think this is probably this is probably one of those cases where you can read the book or you can watch the movie. It's really you really are going to get the same story both ways. This it's one of the best adaptations I've ever watched. In fact, the American Film Institute did a countdown of. They're the 100 greatest villains and 100 greatest heroes. I've watched this particular countdown. And Atticus Finch was the number one entry. I think uh, Hannibal Lecter became the best villain entry. Anyway, uh, Atticus Finch is our 
is our main protagonist. He is a lawyer and he has two children named Dill and Scout. Uh, I forget what Scout's real name is. I didn't really, I didn't reread the book before. I, I did reread the book before I did this podcast. Um, anyway, Scout is our narrator and she is basically an avatar for Happer. I mean, for Harbor Lee. She is based on something based on how Harper felt as a child. And Dill is also an avatar of Truman Capote. Um, and she has a brother named Jim. And they find a person named Boo Radley, who is a reclusive person. And um, he's, he's, he's seen as not very bright. Um, I think he might, I think he probably was supposed to have a disability but they never really come right out and say it um but and they try to imagine what it would be like to be him there's even a scene where they actually pretend to be boo bradley and just go through the motions of what they think he his life must be like and they eventually meet him and befriend him and this actually becomes a plot point later on because boo bradley saves them from the main antagonist bob ewell Atticus Finch is protect is a lawyer who is whose client is Tom Robinson. Tom Robinson is and he also has a a maid named Calpurnia who is African American. And this also shapes how Scout views black people through the story. As well as meeting Tom Tom is accused of raping a woman, an 18-year-old woman, and he has to stand trial. Now, this is back in the South and back in the 1960s when blacks were did not have the rights they do now. Perhaps it is quite fitting that I am doing this review after the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. Because with Roe v. Wade gone, who knows what rights they're going to take away next. We just might backslide further. And this scares me, folks. It really does. Even though I'm not a person of color, it scares me. Anyway. Tom is not guilty, is found not guilty of, is not found guilty of this. In fact, Atticus has to stand up to a lynch mob. And there is a possibility that he will be lynched as well. They even come after his children. And that's when Boo Radley steps in and saves Jim from Bob Ewell. Bob Ewell is the true villain of the story. Not Tom, not Boo Radley. In fact, the title of the story comes from a quote from Atticus Finch. That to kill a, to kill a mockingbird is the greatest crime. Because mockingbirds don't do anything wrong. They just sit in their perches and sing all day. Tom is not, I mean, Tom does not, is not the person who killed the girl. That is, who raped and killed the girl. Bob Ewell is, and he is never convicted of it. Because Bob Ewell happens to be white. Tom, on the other hand, is arrested and killed despite Atticus Finch's efforts to prevent. 
this. And this devastates Scout to see this sort of thing happen in her town. This book was a game changer in the 60s, and it is still a game changer to this day. And I think it is a book that everyone should read. It is a book that I feel is important, whether you are black or white. It is a book that I feel changed the way we view racism. And it is still a book that I love to this day. I have read it quite a few times. I still own a copy of it. I still think it is one of the best books I have ever written. So let's talk about how and why it has been banned. So why has To Kill a Mockingbird been banned? Mostly it's the it's a kind of the same problem that uh, Huckleberry Finn has and it's another one of those books that I feel has been misunderstood. It's a reflection of its time. And what I mean is, we can't fault this book for having slurs. Okay, this book was written when those slurs were not frowned upon. Just like to just like another book that I should have talked about this month, um, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. But I but the reason I didn't pick to pick The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn was I wasn't sure if the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn was one of those books that was still fondly remembered. Um, it kind of goes back and forth on that, so I picked a book that I know is fondly remembered still to this day instead. Um, I want to make this clear. To Kill a Mockingbird actually condemns racism. All of the immoralities that it talks about are talked about in a negative light. Scout is admonished for the way she acts. I mean, she treats Boo. I mean, the way she acts about Boo Radley. She is, she is devastated when she sees Tom getting killed. She is attacked by Bob Ewell. All of this is not, is frowned upon in the book. It is presented in a negative light. So to say that this book, I mean, so the racial slurs are necessary. The book has also been called immoral. I don't think it is. I think it is very moral. There have been hate crimes at the libraries that have carried the book. These people do not want you to change your mind about black people if you are someone who doesn't like them. They want you to have the same opinions that they want you to have. That they have. There have been 18 ban attempts that I know of. Um, in Eden Valley, Minnesota. In Waukegan, Illinois, for example. Lindale, Texas said it conflicted with community values. No surprise, Texas. Keep it classy. I believe that it, I mean, and it's been said that the book lays out the truth with no barriers. Folks, studying history is going to make you uncomfortable. That is the point of it. The events in To Kill a Mockingbird did not happen, but they could have happened, and they are based on things that actually happened. So, I believe the same thing about studying history that I believe about this book. I believe we should read To Kill a Mockingbird. I believe we should let us 
it should let us feel uncomfortable. Because maybe, just maybe, it will bring the change that we needed to bring. Black people are still getting injustices brought upon upon them. They might get more now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. They might be more rights being taken away from people. I'm going to be talking more about that in a few months. I mean, in about, in a few weeks, not a few months, sorry. We still have Black Lives Do Matter, folks. When we said Black Lives Matter all those years before and at, before and during Trump's reign of terror, and I'm going to call it a reign of terror, we were not saying that, that black people matter more than white people. We were saying that they matter, period. That's all we were saying. There have been people who have been unjustly killed and harmed in the name of racism. And it needs to stop. And that's what this book is calling for. It is condemning racism. And I believe everyone should read this book. Because maybe, just maybe, it will help. It will continue to help be the change that is necessary in this world. History should make us uncomfortable because maybe we won't be repeating it. And that'll do it for this week and for Band Book Month for this year maybe this season next week I just watched it so we will be doing a review of the Marvel movie Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness if you want to find past episodes of this podcast you can find them on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast Podcast Addict, Spotify Speakerbox Pocket Cast wherever you find podcasts You can follow me on Facebook. My name is Jason Thayer. You can follow me on... You can email me at RadicalEdwardJWT at gmail.com. My Discord handle is RadicalEdward, hashtag 7592. And that is spelled Radical with a capital R in this space. And then Edward with a capital E, hashtag 7592. And remember, normal is just a setting on the watch machine... We don't get to be normal. See you around.